CFYLP is sponsored by CapturedPrey.com. Visit CapturedPrey.com today for all your import and third-party Transformers needs and save even more through the Captured Prey Loyalty Program. You can also save on shipping on domestic orders of $150 or more. See website for details. CapturedPrey.com. Great toys, great prices, great service. Mega Toy Fan. Maximize your collection with MegatoyFan.com for all your vintage toy needs. You can also find Mega Toy Fan at popular robot and toy conventions year-round. Minimize your costs and maximize your collection with MegatoyFan.com. for your listening pleasure, TFYLP for short. Join us and discuss the latest in Transformers fandom. Now, where did I put that chorus start? Ratchet, if you'll take the chorus back. Transformers, Hello, everyone. Uh, Mike unmuted this time. <laughs> Uh, uh, welcome to TFYLP, episode number 239, recorded March 25th, 2017. Uh, this is take two. Uh, we're broadcasting at a lower resolution now, so hopefully things will get straightened out here very shortly. I don't know why my stream status is bad. I only have three things open, and I have a good internet connection, so I don't know what's up. But anyway, uh, hopefully things will straighten out here very shortly shortly and uh we are going to uh <laughs> going to hopefully get things rolling again here uh i am your host drawn land aka weird wolf along with me this evening is megamus what's up and proto man let's try again uh yes <laughs> <coughs> hopefully my voice will last this episode uh if you tuned in last week you'll uh remember that I just got over uh, a real bad uh, flu, sinus infection, whatever. I'm still, I'm, I feel fine. It's just my sinuses and everything are still draining because it's spring now and uh, lots of stuff are blooming and now it's just, just not a good time. But anyway, my voice is slowly coming and going, uh, so hopefully I can make it through the episode. Uh, but... There's been a lot of things on my mind lately. Uh, uh, as a hobby, as a hobbyist of Transformers, um, a lot of things that uh, that's uh, that I've been thinking about that uh, uh, that pertain to my collection. Uh, you know, I've, I've been going through the process of trying to refocus it, um, and you know, th there's uh, a lot of things that that uh, that I got to thinking about or uh, hadn't considered some of the things that I'm thinking about here. So hopefully, uh, you know, things that we're going to uh, be talking about tonight uh, will help you as a collector or maybe give you some things uh, that you hadn't considered as a fan and collector. 
the main topic of discussion that we're going to be talking about tonight uh, is a little bit different uh, perspective on uh, a topic that we cover um, uh, from time to time, but uh, never really delve into this aspect of it. Uh, and that's whether or not uh, third-party uh, Transformers are either helping the brand or hurting the brand. And then uh, hopefully we're going to have time a little bit later uh, to help uh, parlay that into what exactly is it? Uh, what is the core thing that keeps us coming back as Transformer fans? Um, you know, we have, many of us are fans of different things. Um, me personally, I, I love a lot of things, but as far as collecting wise, uh, Transformers is pretty much the only thing I collect outside of, I mean, I've, I've got a couple of Voltron figures now, but you know, outside of that, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty much a Transformers only guy. Um, so there's been a lot of things, I, uh, like I said, I've been thinking about uh, in refocusing my collection. Uh, and one of those things uh, deals in third party. Um, so, you know, whether or not do I want to continue collecting third party? Uh, is it that important to me? Uh, why do I collect third party to begin with? Uh, and it got me to thinking, uh, the core thing, uh, what does third party do for me as a collector? And, you know, if you look at it from the perspective of Hasbro, uh, you know, Hasbro and Takara, uh, is it hurting them or is it helping them? Um, Daniel, what do you think on, on, on that subject? Well, when it comes to third party in general, I mean, I think that um, I don't think now it hurts Hasbro uh, because they're kind of in a different frame of mind. It's uh, when third party first came onto the scene, it was a different Hasbro then than it is now. Because uh, I know that I remember Aaron Archer made a comment um, at TFCon Chicago, the very first one back in 2000. Uh, 15 he made him or 14 excuse me he made a mention where like everything that third party was putting out they were chronicling and making a note of because they were very concerned that old guard of hasbro of the transformer brand where the new one i almost feel like they're not too concerned at all about third party and if anything it's almost like they go out of their way to go oh you liked that third party thing well bam here you go um here's our official one we'll see that on ebay later you know like i almost feel and and i if tfcon charity auctions are any indication of what i like to call the regret of what fans buy and then go i don't want it anymore it's third party of the flavor of what's new case in point when combiner wars came onto the scene all of a sudden uranus hercules all those third party combiners from different walks of life started showing up at the charity auction so i felt that if anything it doesn't i think it hurted hasbro initially like i said that old guard the 2007 to it, let's say 2011 it hurted it hurted <laughs> them originally in 2000 from 2007 to 2011 i feel that um it was a different time you know there was an Aaron archer telling us you know uh power core combiners is about as much as we're going to get from combiners you know what i mean and us hearing that going like, really? Well, then now we got to get, you know, third party, whatever. But that was a different crew back then, giving us a different narrative back then. So now I feel like 
now we have a shockwave that looks like the Radio Shack toy. Now we got a Roadbuster that looks like, you know, the, the Dorvac toy. Now there's like nothing that I feel in general. There is exceptions, and I guess we'll get into that later. But in general, I feel there's nothing that Hasbro won't do as long if there's money to be made from it. So to say that they're being hurt by third party, not anymore, because now they're willing to do it. If, if people are willing to drop $500 on a combiner of Superion from third party, Hasbro's more than willing to, on a combined level with the Unite series and Operation, Operation Combination, with a Combiner Wars, uh, make something of $135 price point level in a box set or something and sell it to the public because there's money to be spent there. Uh, what about yeah. you? Uh, what about you, Brett? Well, I, I agree. And, and I think uh, in addition to that, it was the timing to which, uh, if you think about it, Hasbro and Takar were more along the lines of, we need to sell to kids. We need to focus on kids. Kids are where the money is. That's where the numbers are. And if you remember when the first Masterpiece came out, they weren't out in great quantities. And that was them dipping their, their toe into the pool to test the waters to see if it's, you know, if it's lukewarm. And uh, we jumped on and, it. We, and, we, we and bought just, them all and, up. And just, and just to even jump in there, like, um, I mean, we call it Masterpiece now, but when that first MPO one came out, I mean, we didn't even call it Masterpiece Optimus Prime. I remember we the, the buzz that we called it 20th anniversary Optimus Prime. That's what we called it because yeah, it, was it was a one off. Yeah. yeah. Well, because it was called at the time, it was called 20th anniversary Optimus mm -hmm. Prime. It was a one off thing. You know, Hasbro told us it took us four years to engineer this, you know, and all of that. So, I mean, we didn't even know the, the long term perspective of something like that. You know, right. of that that price well, point. But but you look at it and uh, it, it was someone told me that actually worked there that said that they actually had a separate division for the the reissues when they did the commemorative series, the reissues and everything. And they were really blase about it. They you know, well, they they just want this exclusive store exclusive. So we'll give them this, you know, give them a little bit of a nostalgia and see what happens. And they started flying off the shelves. So once again, adult collectors. So we have proven as a community that we are, you know, there is uh, power in numbers, and especially in the number of the dollars that we spent. So when they saw that all this money, like you said, was being spent on third-party items, well, you know, there's no limit. Now, now we don't have to worry about a price point if we want to make a, you know, all the uh, masterpiece seekers, or if we want to make even these combiner wars, which you know. Uh, Night Sword says uh, he believes that this, because of the uh, third party and doing all the headmasters, this and the other, and they're seeing it, that's how we got Combiner Wars. And, and I, I agree. I think the only reason that we progressed as far as we have, as far as uh, Hasbro Takara, is from third parties and where our money is being spent. It's free research it's, and development. Yeah, it was, that, it was, yeah, I was about to say, it was a lot of R&D, and especially it was a lot of R&D from the new crew of Hasbro people. In 2013, when that turnover happened, when it was the new crews, the new developers and stuff, they were younger. They had a different uh, state of mind. And, and here's a reality. You know, third party has been around as long as the Michael Bay movies. Well, I'm saying in the public, at least. Third party's actually been around much longer than that. Like, 2007 right. was when it really rolled onto the scene with, with City Commander and, 
and the cliff jumper from, from right, fans but before Project. that they had the kits and, and all yeah that. there was the kits fan fan like again um, wonderfest for years was always putting right. out stuff there's there's been stuff for years and years as early as 2003 i could think of even actually um, you can reference uh, last week's episode we covered uh, the history of third party transformers uh mm-hmm. up so, until today so there's a lot of that yeah. info info in that episode but so what I'm trying to get that with that is so when you think about it, if 2010 was really like when it started going mainstream, it's been 10 years. And in 10 years, like that's a lot of time. Kids who were 10 are now 20. Guys who were 20 are now 30. You know, like a lot has changed since then. And again, from the days of going, man, Ultra Magnus is going to just be white repaints. We got to make a trailer for it to the days now of like now the third party guys are going like, man, what do we do? You know, because like, because Hasbro is willing to do it all. I, I, and especially now, the way third party is, where it's really almost everything is um, either either it's a masterpiece price point or it's a um, a small price point, like a mini price point. I feel like we've kind of there's no middle ground anymore, really, in general. But I mean, that's just me. But we'll we'll get more into that as, well, as time progresses. I think it's that's another another argument. And, uh, and again, going back to my uh, my my thesis for uh, for the whole episode um the whole reason i've been thinking about this is uh you know is it uh, is it worth the cost and is it worth my time uh to hunt some of these things down and uh, and right now my biggest thing is cost uh i'm trying to redu- uh, uh, um, re- retain my collection uh and build my collection uh at a lower cost than it has been in, in previous years. Um, because, you know, overall I want to reduce my spending on transformers and increase my spending in other areas of my life. You know, uh, I want to be able to travel more, not transformer related. You know, uh, I want to be able to do things, you know, I want to be able to, uh, you know, my pickup truck, you know, there's, I want to be able to, to fix it up. I want to put a bed liner in it, you know, put things on that takes money. You know, and if I'm spending money on that at my income living by myself, I'm, you know, I just don't have the money to spend on that and toys. And, you know, if you get, uh, two or three masterpieces, you know, or master, uh, and I'm I'm including third party masterpiece style in there. If you get two or three masterpieces a month, you're spending two or three hundred dollars easily. Know, easily. That's be, and, and you're actually being nice because it can yeah. be a lot more than that now. Uh, recently, so and even if you buy just one masterpiece or masterpiece style, you're paying anywhere from eighty to over a hundred dollars one time. Sometimes, a month. sometimes over two. Yeah, yeah, sometimes over two. Yeah. Like again, look at look at Megatron. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and, I, and I've got to keep reass, and I've and I've been reassess trying to reassess that, you know, and. You know, the whole reason why I wanted to, uh, back in December, whenever I started to put up my uh, sale list, um, you know, it quickly morphed into, uh, you know, having to survive as to, uh, you know, I, the, the original reason I wanted to do it was, and we even covered this on an episode uh, around that time, was to sell that and re, uh, reinvest that money into my collection that way, I'm not really losing anything. I'm just changing what's in my collection, uh, and that well, that didn't happen. That didn't pan out. But now I'm like out of toys, and I don't have the money for it because I had to pay to pay bills. Now, 
with what I'm have what I do have left, I'm wanting to put that back into my collection. And I'm trying to figure out the wisest way that I can do that. Um, and uh, a good portion of that, and this is something that, like you said, Daniel, 10 years ago, may not have been such a hard decision. But nowadays, third party has got so many great offerings out there. Like last week, uh, Rick Alvarez had uh, the uh, the Fall of Cybertron Triptychon, the, uh, uh, I forget the third party name, uh, Apocalypse. Um, he had that. And, you know, the thing is gorgeous. And if you're a fan of that aesthetic, then that's not something you want to pass up. I really, really want the, the new Fans Toys Omega Supreme that's coming out. But it comes out in two parts, and to buy both parts, you're going to spend around 400 450 bucks, depending on where you get it. You know, some people have a hookup, you know, that can get it for much cheaper. You know, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things where, wow, you know, I really want that. I really need that as, as part of my collection as a fan. And, I, I, you know, I like that character. If I'm going to have that character, that's the version of it I want. But well, then so, I got to look. That's a lot of money. Right. But here's one thing. You're, you're actually sitting in a good spot. And um, once again, Night Sword was saying he was talking about the um, make sure it was. Yes. And he they were talking about how they haven't made up a, their, their mind. He has made up his mind on what Megatron to get. And um, a masterpiece wise. And I think he's sitting in a good spot. Um I think you're better off waiting, waiting to get as many options as possible. Uh, and, and because then you'll have a choice and maybe you don't get your hookup for the, the new Omega Supreme coming out, but you wait four or five months later and you get the guy that just bought it, that doesn't want it and sells it at a reduced price. Well, there's your hookup. Not and to mention 95% of the time, and there's very rare exceptions, but 95% of the time, third-party stuff, good quality or bad, goes down in value. And plummets in value. A lot of yeah. plummets. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like they're, they're, right. I, and, and every exception to the rule has only been a temporary exception to the rule, where it's like, well, here's this, um, what was, uh, Quake Wave. You know, Quake Wave, like what he came out initially, then there was this huge demand, price skyrocketed for it. Right. And it was like all of a sudden people are selling the gray one for like $500. And then the second that Takara laser wave hit, boom, hit the ground. Right. Well, also, in addition to that, if you remember, they came out with the second wave. Yeah. With the different hands. They, they, they tried to throw in different hands. But the, twi- the, the truth of the matter was they came out with the second wave because of the demand. And then you had two waves plus the official release. Prices went down on all of it. And that's what we were talking about before. When you get a, uh, when you get more food on the buffet, you're going to pick less from each. So Takara is going to get less. Uh, Make Toys is going to get less. Fans Toys is going to get less, or Fans Project, whatever. They're all going to get less. So each of them are trying to put their hand into the uh, the kitty to get as much as they can. Um, but it's just like you know, it's just like a convention. And I make this argument all the time about conventions. They talk about. Uh, you know, wow, I'm going to this convention. It's got 500 dealers. And I'm like, I don't care. I said, that's 500 people going for that same dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like that. As a dealer, I don't like that. I'd rather hear there's five dealers and a 1,000 pre-registers. I love that. 
You know, I got a one in five shot of getting getting the, the money yeah, that's it's, coming to that more table. More competition, exactly, yeah. and and that's what that's what Takara is looking at right now. They're feeling the pressure, and I guarantee anyone that said that they don't look at third party toys uh, uh, companies, uh, just look at Masterpiece Soundwave. I mean, yeah. you know the debacle with that. They, they uh, which it was one of the companies that talked about putting one out, and the, the it was the exact month they they put out teaser photos of it. Bam. They, they announced the release of uh, an official Soundwave. Well, that's, Soundwave. Al- that's always been the thing with third party. A lot of people say that, like, you want to know what's coming down the pipeline? Just look what third party is doing. It gives you a really good idea of, like, you know, if, if all of a sudden there's a masterpiece, you know, mirage or something, it means that it's coming down the line sooner or later. It means that it's in the works and they're trying to beat Hasbro to the punch or Takara to- Tommy to the punch, essentially. Yeah. So. Well, for example, uh, I, I recently picked up uh, uh, Backcube uh, Speed Bump uh, because I, I really like the looks of that version. Um, and I had the opportunity to pick up uh, either the Backcube version of Hoist or the Ocular Max version of Hoist. And I was sta- sit- standing there and I had both of them in my hand and I'm like, I really think that we're going to get an official Hoist and even Trailbreakers soon enough, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm happy enough with this Trailbreaker that that will be my Trailbreaker. Uh, you know, I even picked up, I even had the official Masterpiece Inferno in my hand, and I'm like, I want this, but at the same time, I really don't want this because, you know, I've got Maki Toy Hellfire, and that is a phenomenal toy in and of itself. But and, but here's and here's the thing because it sounds like more that your predicament is always you want the official one but you already made the investment because not necessarily not, not necessarily uh, I, I correct because sometimes sometimes the unofficial is better yeah yeah sometimes well, I like there, the unofficial yeah, there better. Is, there, there is examples where the the unofficial one is better, but that's why that's what I'm trying to get at is is that is there ever been oper- you know situations where it's more, <coughs> and you know because it happens with people. I, I've met a lot of guys. They're like, well, since I already you know dropped the money on this version, no point getting the Takara one. It already satisfies my shelf display of masterpiece characters, and I use air quotes there because it's like you know they just want to have the best interpretation they can of the character. You're looking at one of the than- guys right now. Yeah, I, I, I'm really, really on the fence about even buying Masterpiece Megatron because I've already got a third party version, you know, and, and while it's not perfect, it it it's good enough. And at over two hundred dollars for an official, I, I'm, I'm kind of inclined to, to, to stay where I'm at. Well, that, uh, it's, it's a much, Megatron, much cheaper version. Megatron is a perfect example right of, now. Well, right now, but uh, currently he's a perfect example and a microcosm of uh, of what my thinking is and the whole purpose of the main topic of this episode. And, uh, you know, is is whether or not uh, third party is either hurting or helping uh, the official brand. Because here we have, like you said, Masterpiece Megatron uh, 2.0 getting ready to come out. He's like 200 some odd dollars. Uh, I think average price what two twenty five ish. I think it's two twenty five is yeah, about two, the average. Uh, so two twenty five ish is an average, um, and then you've got the third party offerings, which um, you know there's two or three different ones that are really really good, in each their own different ways, and they beat the official price by 
almost a hundred dollars in some cases, you know, depending on where you're at. And it's like, yes, the from a consumer standpoint, we have a lot of choices. Uh, and I, as a lot of, uh, and and I as a collector, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I don't have any of those Megatrons. I, you know, I have had the opportunity uh, through our sponsor, uh, Capture Prey, to buy a Despotron or a, a Mitron or um, Exatron, <laughs> any of them. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, any of those, and I've had I've had an opportunity to get each one of those, yet. I opted to pre-order Masterpiece Megatron, uh, you know, because number one, he's the official uh, one, and uh, it harkens back to an old uh, uh, personal rule that I have. Is like uh, I will get official unless there is no official version or a uh, unless or unless there is a better third-party version out there, and um, you know, whenever. I, I held off on Hellfire, and then we all... Uh, it wasn't long after Hellfire was released, Hellfire and Wrestle, until we saw the prototypes for uh, official Masterpiece Inferno and Grapple. And the moment I saw the Masterpiece Inferno, the official one, I did not like the legs on it at all. I, that was one of the biggest turnoffs for me. It is another reason why I personally don't like the Ocular Max version. Because I like, I don't like the lack of detail on it, and that's my personal preference. Um, and so I made that conscious decision right then to take money out of Hasbro and Takara's pocket and put it in the pocket of a third party company because that's what pre- uh, my preference was. Well, and and I'll and I'll give you one thing, and let's put it this way: if third party does make the superior product when we're presented with both options. I then personally have no problem with going with the third-party one. A personal opinion right here, if Fantoys gives us that amazing hot rod that we've been, been teased so often recently, then I totally tell, would tell people, get that Fantoys, whichever he's called there, Hot Flame, I'm not Hoodlum. sure what the name is. Uh, Hoodlum, thank yeah. you. As opposed to where I've been very hot or cold about the recent uh, Takara Tommy uh, hot rodimus that came out. You know, so especially because of that chest and everything. So, I mean, if, if the superior product ultimately in the end when you have both options is the, the third-party one, then I will lean in that direction. You know, I will lean in that direction sometimes. It's, but again, it's few and far between, but when both are presented. If only one is available, then you don't know yet. And then, I, then my hesitation to invest is more just to wait it out because you never know what's going to be coming down the line. Look how many... We'll go back to your Masterpiece Megatron situation. We had the original Masterpiece, and then we had an army of attempts, one after another, and a Henke that was done in gray from the, from the Classics one. Every single possible interpretation to try to get that Megatron for everyone's display. And now we have this, this Takara Tommy one 2.0 coming. Now we could truly take a step back, look at everything we have offered to us, and then truly make a conscious decision with no regrets. Because in all honesty, would Hasbro really make a 3.0 at this point? Or does the third-party guys really have more gun, Optimus, uh, Optimus Prime, more gun Megatrons planned in the long run after what we have now, after this 2.0 release? So... Personally, I feel that when the big opinion has to be done, it has to be done after the fact, not before, because you're investing 
it's like the stocks because you're going to be investing in something without knowing what else is coming down the line. And especially when it comes to characters that are almost a shoe in to get a masterpiece sooner or later, you know, it's that's like, again, the the the, the Sphinx looks like a great Mirage toy, but there's no Mirage from Takara Tommy yet. So I will wait. I will wait and see what happens if that Takara Tommy comes out and it is garbage, then lo and behold, I will go in that other direction to go get a, a proper, you know, mirage from the third party. But if that's not the case, you know, well, a lot of people, let's give you an example. A lot of people have not been happy with Masterpiece Tracks. That's been one that, that a lot of people have been kind of melancholy over. They weren't happy with that. A lot of people, Brett, you're not the only one. I'm like, even me, I'm kind of, yeah, I, 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 I see its flaws. But what I found interesting was, despite the fact that it had a lot of flaws, no third-party guys have tried to take advantage of that and go, well, since you're so not happy with this and you're, everyone's liquidating this thing for, for $30 and $40 on, on forums, I literally. Kinda like, like, I kind of like him. <laughs> I know, uh, me too. I'm, I'm, I'm hot or cold on him. I don't hate him, but I, I do see what people don't like about it, and I can understand how that could really be a game-changer with him. But the funny thing is I've yet to see any third-party companies go, well, we saw you weren't happy with that tracks here's how it could be better because lord knows i really feel that that's what happened with hot rod where this mp came out and people went mm, i don't know and I, and me who's a big hot rod fan even me i was like mm, i don't know about that one it does some good things it does some bad things and then third party's like well here's our hoodlum we're gonna fix where it broke you know so it's it's i i think that that's where it kind of belongs right now third party where it should almost be the answer to Hasbro Takara mistakes rather than be the the answer before because I, if you're a smart consumer and you enjoy your wallet it's always better to wait but if sure. it, like, like third party success originally again going back to 2007 stemmed from improving products rather than being the product. Oh, wow, look at this Classics White Optimus uh, uh, Ultra Magnus. Sure would be great if it had a, a trailer in an Ultra Magnus mode. Fans Project improves the product to make it better. You know, And that's where all their money came from, improving a product rather than trying to be the product. The shift started happening in 2009, 2010, when standalone figures started becoming a thing. But I think that that's really where the money should be is is either improving a product or being the better product after the fact like well, looking i mean i mean i'm just trying to think like at some of the other masterpieces but it's just like you know i can't really you know again when aside from from hot rod right now and maybe that tracks but well the the, the the main thing is is that you know as a collector and i and i'm i'm wanting to uh, kind of and it's what I'm trying to kind of steer our our, our focus uh, away from, you know, whether or not we should buy third party. I mean, we as, uh, we've covered it, and so many other people have covered it. Uh, you know, quite frankly, uh, I don't care about Hasbro and Takara's bottom line. I care about what I want to put on my shelves because whether or not I like it or not. They're the richest toy company in the world. They'll be just fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but ultimately, ultimately, though, uh, you know, I wonder how it's going to affect in the long run the actual official product that we do get. Uh, because, you know, over the last 10 years, we've seen such a huge shift in uh, the third-party offerings. 
and the reaction from Hasbro. It's really put Hasbro, uh, and I, and I, uh, whenever I say Hasbro, I lump Takara in there with them because they they're they hand in hand. They worked in CBS, yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it's made such a huge, and I have no idea what my cat is doing. Um, uh, uh, it's made such a huge impact on them. I mean, it's it, you can't look at the lines today. Uh, Titan Returns, uh, Combiner Wars. You can't uh, not see the impact that third party has had. Uh, you know, I, I firmly believe that the Titan Returns Devastator that we have is a direct uh, answer to the massive third party Devastators that we got for several years before Combiner Wars Devastator. Uh, I agree and I disagree. I think that, yes, it, it is kind of an answer to that, but also all of that stuff started happening when Hasbro's creative team changed, when the Transformer creative team changed. When that change happened and, and John Warden came in and they started doing those, uh, what is it called, um, uh, uh, engineer desk videos and stuff, and they were showing that that Devastator in the background and we couldn't really make out what that was in the background. I, I feel like those new guys, um, they really have a different um, goal in mind when it comes to the brand and stuff. And I think they're, they're ones that are more about um, just doing what third party has been doing, which was fill the gaps where the fans need. Because third party, their money comes from giving us what Hasbro doesn't or, or Takara doesn't. That's yeah. that's their pro Third party does not go. It's very rare that they're going out of their way to do the same product. Like, I don't, I don't really see uh, any third party guys now doing a deluxe scale RC for anyone anymore. Now that... We've got a whole bunch in the past, from Impossible Toys to this and that, and then Takara and Hasbro gave us ours. That's it. The only thing I could see with RC now is a masterpiece scale. That's the only direction we could go now with that character, with that design, with that look. But, but I find that, as it stands right now, it's the, it was that shift for in 2013 with that new creative team and how they want to do business. Because, again, the second we got those guys, boom, combiners. Then, oh, my God, headmasters. The way this is going, it's going to be pretenders where I don't want to insult Aaron Archer and the guys that came before, but they were in – and it's, it might not be their fault, but there was a different mindset back then that was doing a different kind of product that was trying – that had different goals, that, that had different limitations. Um, for one reason or another, I, I wasn't there in those meetings – but the point is, it was it was a very different product pre-2012. Our classics line was really just sticking to a kind of rudiment thing. Uh, when we did talk combiners, it really was just standalone characters or repaints. It wasn't actual legit combiners. Power Core combiner being that answer, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, that answer to giving combiners to the mass public. Um, it, even the case of, like, let's say, Headmasters. During a time of Headmasters, Third party was the one that was showing up with good old head robots back in the day. Head robots was our answer for headmasters because we just didn't have that kind of stuff going on. So, but then 2013 happened, and then everything it was, and that's why I almost feel like this new crew. I'm not in their heads, but I feel like they're they're consciously going out of the way to give us that kind of stuff. Look, within the span of 2013 to now, we've literally gotten like all the female Autobots with the exception of Alita 1 done in a G1 style more or less. We've gotten like Headmasters, we've gotten Pretenders, we've gotten 
um, you know, an Ultra Magnus that actually turns into a trailer and and everything, and like you know, which we didn't have before outside of the like, again the masterpiece we got after the fact, and we got the Titan Returns one. Like I feel like almost everything that we wanted only really started happening from an official standpoint after that new creative team came in in 2013. And those crews, that's a young cat crews of people. They're all young cats, these guys. Like, you see them, and they're all like, they're in that 20-35 range, as opposed to the other crew was more of that 35 and up range. It was a different a different crew of guys. Different experience from different walks of life, from different companies, Kenner and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I don't, I'm not pointing fingers saying one was better than the other, but it was just different mindsets. Yeah. And and it's like again that 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 devastator that well, devastator that you mentioned like that was that was like we're doing that and we're going to have a game to make it the centerpiece of it and we're going to bring that to SDCC and that's going to be the exclusive there to up the hype more of it you know it was a it was a whole you know you know cornucopia business standpoint planned out strategy move going this is where we're going forward with the combiner wars line at the time yeah um, uh, listener Heath Hinton, uh, he's actually offered up a, um, uh, um, star, uh, a contrasting viewpoint here. Uh, he says, I am loyal to Hasbro because they are the company that introduced us to the toys. So yes, I will give my money based on loyalty. Plus they are successful. They are a successful company. Third party are barely surviving. Uh, the, uh, the thing is, and I, uh, and I take exception uh, not personally, but I take exception to the last part of that. Third party are barely surviving. Uh, I, I I beg of you, where is the evidence of this? So, well, you know, granted, not every third party is successful, but there are some out there that are are really exploding by leaps and bounds. Fan and stories, it, it, uh, you know, Maki toy, you know, there's there's some great third parties out there. They're not going away. And but it, also, you can't compare a company that puts out – like, let, let's put it this way. Just in one year, just of Transformers, just of the R.I.D. subline, they put out maybe like 50 products, Hasbro, where you can't take any individual third-party company and, and give them that same kind of credit. So right away, you can't look at what, – what, what would you define as barely surviving when, number one, they're – profit margin is a whole different animal to a multi-billion dollar number one company in the world. I can understand having a loyalty to Hasbro. I I kind of lean I more towards to. buying... Yeah. yeah, and look, I, I buy more official than I ever will third party. My third party display is minimalist. Like, it's nothing practically. But, that being said, third party exists for to do those things that Hasbro won't do or can't do or feasibly can't do. Like uh, like you were mentioning before, Duran, with the, uh, the Trypticon. Um, Hasbro's giving us a Trypticon, but they're giving us that Trypticon. So if you want that other Trypticon, which more is a War for Cybertron kind of uh, looking one that's like hulking in there, then you have your venue for it. It was the same thing if you wanted the Dinobots based off of War for Cybertron. Hasbro is yet to go in that direction, but third-party guys have at that point. And since, in my opinion, that ship, that ship has sailed, like in terms of the War for Cybertron story and toys mm. being based off them, third-party is a perfect place to go for that. Because uh, even in my personal opinion, I don't think Hasbro will, will revisit those designs 
uh, anytime soon in the future. But, there, uh, that, but those designs are still very popular in, uh, in the Oh, they're popular, but I'm just saying, like, that's where that's where I feel third party does have its its, its uses and stuff. There's, there's just certain areas. I mean, for the longest time, I wanted third party to go do Masterpiece Beast Wars stuff because I almost felt like it was never going to happen on in an official capacity uh, from, from Takara because I always just felt masterpiece equals g1 that's what it was for the longest time then we got star saber and it's like okay they're doing late g1 that's cool okay so we're kind of going outside the box then we got the brave one with x kaiser and and dragon kaiser so it was kind of moving in that direction but the second we got primal all of a sudden i don't care if third party does uh master uh beast wars anymore because it looks like hasbro is and takara is in the game of that so and not to mention, it's it's funny because the one thing that third party has yet to do, with the exception of Cybertronian versions, has been Beast Wars characters. With the ex- yeah. again, with the exception, of, because there's like a, there's a, what's his name there, uh, Leonidas, but that's like a Cybertronian. Uh, it's more of a Zoid's take on <laughs> on things. Yeah, but but it, but it, even then, it's more of a Cybertronian like uh, uh, Lyo uh, Lyo convoy. So yeah. I don't know. It's kind of a different one. But you know, uh, in third parties niche like you said you know they it gives us things that either hasbro uh can't or won't give us uh for for different reasons you know um the dinobots you know uh, giving us proper scale dinobots that are masterpiece scale uh you know look how you know we've gotten masterpiece grimlock the mpo9 was it was it mpo9 uh no i think it's earlier than eight okay it's eight um oh nine was rodimus that's right uh yeah it was mpo9 so you know that that Grimlock is still the masterpiece Grimlock, and really, if you compare it, it's 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 showing its age already. Um, so, and I think it was hindered by that gimmick that he had that the tail wag gimmick. Uh, that, that was a big problem. Um, but you know, then you have to look at third party. Okay. We've got so many different offerings out there now. You know, you got Giga Power, you got the fans' toys. I went with the fans' toys because I, they just feel right. And I've heard rumor. I, you know, this is unsubstantiated, but the guy that designed the uh, the fans' toys Dinobots is the guy that d- designed MPO Eight. You know, uh, as, as, a, as a freelancer, you know, um, it wouldn't surprise me because it a lot of be people first... don't realize that the, a lot of the people that design Transformers aren't necessarily Hasbro or Takara employees directly. The guy who worked on the world's smallest Transformers stuff, after that line ended in Japan, he went on to do a ton of third-party stuff under the name Hero Toymaker, you know, or Hero Time Toymaker, something like that. And he did a whole bunch of uh, third-party stuff, and he was the engineer for all that uh, world's smallest Transformers stuff. So official guy moving into an unofficial capacity. There's tons of examples of that now, especially. Yeah. Uh, But, you know... What you want to look at, though, is down the road. You know, we've seen the uh, the shift that 10 years ago, you know, third party really, I mean, there was, the argument came up as, uh, is, you know, is this legal uh, and all that stuff. That's such a moot point anymore. Um, but down the road, you know, where do you see third party 10 years from now? Is it going to impact the uh, the the are they going to? Is there, are there going to be so many offerings from third party that there will be people out there that will collect exclusively third party and shy away from the official? You know, uh, uh, do you? Is there a way that you see the official product changing 
to meet with the times. How, how uh, would you see that? The one thing, if when we're talking 10 years, and this is a really big X factor, at least personally in my mind, is the future of 3D printing and where that goes in 10 years from now and how that's going to impact third-party and official product in general. Like where, cause, And I know it sounds silly now, but it's the same way how back in 1996 and 97 when, the, when the, the CD burner came to the home market and then in less than 10 years, CDs were obsolete because it, the creation fell into the hand of the consumer. So it's kind of the same thing. I'm like in 10 years from now, I'm really curious where 3D printing is going to go. And then because like you look at stuff like head robots, head robots is such a small product, but it's all stuff that could have been easily made on a 3D printer by you or me or anything printed out and then hand assembled together. And that was a product that was being sold for $30, $40 on a little card back easily at a TFCon or a BotCon back in the day. You know, so I'm really curious where the future of 3D printing will going and where it'll lead with Transformers. I know for a fact Hasbro actually um, signed a patent for something in relation to 3D printing with Transformers in the future. The patent is out there. I forget what it is. It's it, this happened like a year and a half ago. So there's something rumbling back there. Maybe I can get my uh, maybe I can get my third party or my uh, my 3D printed uh, Death Source uh, Eagle Breastmaster guns. Well, that's that's <laughs> just it. Well, but no, but that's a reality. Is that when that's gonna you know when that falls into the the, the public market on a cheap capacity? Because 3D same thing. CD burners have always existed, but they always existed in a commercial capacity only big companies were able to make their own cds and put them out and make a product the second it became normalized and it ended up in every laptop and every tower in, in the late 90s it changed the game and then when mp3 showed up another evolution of music it changed the game so it's the same thing and the final i think the final stake in the heart of all that was cds which used to be expensive blanks and this up being like 100 cds on a spindle for like you know 50 bucks at the dollar store or something so the second it normalizes the second 3d printers become a cheap thing in every household the second getting well, the, the, the the materials for 3d printing become cheap there are, for every there household. are people uh, for example Trent Troop is staying ahead of the game uh, well, there you know, you designing things and putting it on shapeways for people to get, I mean, he's got some great stuff up on there. Uh, Trent plate, does amazing stuff. Face plates for some of these Titan Masters. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I mean, there, I, I can scroll through there and probably find ten that I want, like right now. You know, Trent did. Trent did a line of uh, Battle Beasts yeah. with uh, three, uh, which I bought a whole bunch of those. I thought those were great. But that's another example, like the Shapewaves community. But that's all something that we're still reliant on a big commercial guy to make our product, which is you could go to Shapewaves and order stuff, but someone else is making it. The second that is brought home, and then the creativity falls into the hands of the individual, where they can make that trial and error, they could burn that CD. If it doesn't work, you just throw it out and then try again. And it's going to be the same thing with 3D printing. That's going to change the game. Because right now, the guys who are making our third-party stuff are those those prototypes of 3D printers. You know, they're the guys who have the bigger machines, or or alternatively, the smaller machines. Just they have easier access to it. Yeah. So when it becomes our, you know, our our thing, it's going to change the game for third-party specifically. And ten years from now, I think 3D print, printing is going to be a bigger 
a bigger name and a bigger factor in the, the larger scheme of things. You know, now we have like you know a good example Vangsta when he makes guns and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, soon we'll was, all be a Vangsta. I was actually going to mention Vangsta. He's got you know. We'll all be a Vangsta one day. Yeah. We'll all be. Then you'll get your you know your your Desaurus Eagle Breast stuff. You know, you'll be able to get all of that easily by from yourself, not relying on someone else. Because one, you know, the crazy thing is, and it's, it kind of sucks for a lot of like uh, collectors and stuff that you know they're purists. But it's going to get to a point one day where you're going to lose transformer parts, and you'll be able to find the Shapeway files for practically everything as long as someone has the uh, the time and energy to put it out there. Oh man, I, I don't have a gun for my uh, Star Saber for its giant robot mode. Well, there's the Shapewaves file, and I got my 3D printer just chilling right there because it comes with every laptop now. You know, like it, it's going to get to that world one day. Yeah. So, uh, so, so Brett, what do you think? Uh, how is third party going to impact the official product in ten years? Well, I was going to go back to the other question you had asked: was is what can Hasbro do? Yeah. Uh, I think as long as they stay ahead of the game, I think that's the biggest problem. I think by by doing the Beast Wars characters like they've done, I think that's a step in the right direction. Because yeah. one of the things that that need to be done is the next generation and the next generation you know and i actually had this conversation with with one of our listeners and that as much as i can't stand armada that's someone's g1 yep uh R-I-D, and, the, and we've someone's already, g1 somebody showed off a prototype for a, a unicron trilogy starscream an armada starscream uh right. third party version uh it's coming out very soon so, so it's, it's my, starting <laughs> Right, but my point being is that if if they want to keep continue to be the big boys, they got to stay ahead of the game. They should be the ones thinking about this stuff before the third parties. And they you know what's funny? Doing all that. You know what's funny that you mentioned it too. I was at a convention not too long ago, and I was talking to a guy who, like, all he sells at his table is Star Wars. And he was telling me, "You'd be surprised what sells so well for us right now." And I was like, "What?" He's like. Jar Jar Binks figures. And I was what? like, really? Like, yeah, but he said it's because there's so many people that are in their 20s that grew up on episode one, and they almost buy it in an ironic manner. It's the same way because us, think about us as, G, as G1 guys, grew up with G1. We look at Armada, and we kind of have that condescending Jar Jar Binks look at it sometimes. We go, oh, God, look at this gimmicky articulation. Well, there, was, there was some good stuff in there. There were some good figures. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But I'm just saying as, as a whole in general and the general consensus a lot for the older fans, that's always been kind of the, the – you know, I mean, we, hey, we got a Unicron out of it. But, yeah. I mean, it, it, in general, that's always been kind of the, 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 you know, the nose in the air for G1 fans and, and even Beast Wars fans looking at Armada. Uh, because how it kind of went backwards in engineering, but it's the same thing. And Star Wars fans, are, are, there's that age group that just, you know, to them, their their new hope was Phantom Menace. You know, yeah, sure. so it's, it's the same thing. So, so I, I agree with Brett, where it's just Hasbro really needs to go in that, and they kind of already have because we saw with the right. uh, the end of the generations line before the switchover, we had a, a an Armada Starscream, we had a a, a Hot Shot. That those molds were done. So, like, there is, and not to mention, coming up, we're gonna get a tidal wave from, uh, from uh, what do you call it? Uh, Broadside broad mold. Yeah. You know, so so there is, there's a self conscious knowledge of it to to put out those characters and to you know also a little bit also has to do with, with keeping names licensed and stuff like that. You know, they need to use the tidal wave name, so might as well make a tidal wave toy. But there is a conscious effort. 
You know, like we, it, the funny thing is, is there's a lot more Armada toys that have gotten modernizations within the official capacity than we actually know of, especially from, uh, from uh, fans project, not fans project, uh, fun publications standpoint, you know, so it's an interesting. Well, now, conversely, uh, what the other question was is what does third party uh, companies need to do? Uh, they also they need to do the same thing. You need to be ahead of the game. The other ones should, should also be thinking about the same things that we just said that uh, Takara Hasbro, Tony, needs to also understand. Uh, but I think the other thing is, is in both parties, the other thing is they need to start focusing, I think, in my opinion, on price point. Because... I think they already there, have. There is, well, but there are those that will be more happy with a less than desirable figure at a fraction of the price. You know, it, this this is not the, my best representation out there that I have, but it's the one I could afford at the time, and I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? So if you get if you get two figures that are close, one like, is just like, outstanding. Like buying the Titan Returns, time. like buying the Titan Returns version as opposed to the Masterpiece version of something. Correct, and that's what I think. That's where Hasbro, uh, Takara, Tomi—that's where they excel at because they do have price points. And yes, you could say, well, that's because they're going—you know—they're still gauging things towards kids and everything too. But there are many collectors that, that I mean, for the longest time, there—I mean, they're still there's still collectors that do classics, only classics. Mm. Why? They're cheaper. They love that deluxe price point. That's their their game. Right. So yeah. I think hand in hand with staying ahead of the game being uh you know getting what's what's fresh and new but also be conscious of people's wallets and if you can find that happy medium which you know a lot of times they they don't mesh but it, it's it's offering the price points i think that that's third parties need to do that you know and they do the what was the ones that they did the the pocket the little pocket uh yeah the small the ones oh, that yeah. yeah yeah well that's, that's what i was saying before how how figure, cheaper it's well. That's what's. It's. I feel that's kind of the future now with third party. I'm seeing a lot of is you're either having super high end masterpiece price point or small affordable stuff. There, there's less and less becoming that in between. Like, like when Titan Returns came out and it gave us that slew of headmasters, everyone was just getting rid of their fans project ones. And to this day, I still see them like they're showing up everywhere. Everyone's getting rid of their mind wipe and their their. Uh, well, but their skull cruncher from that from that stuff and everything. Okay, here, here's my my uh, what I think. Let me grab one. Okay, and this is why I think that you're going to get stuff that are super super cheap or super expensive, and I think it's because of this line right here. Yes, well, of course. Hasbro has already taken up the middle of the road, the middle of the road. And I'm not just saying him, but you know, it, yeah, in the, general, the whole line, the whole line, yeah, yeah the, the Titan returns and everything. That that's that that's good for the middle of the road guy, and so I think the third parties are like, man, we're not going to mess with that. We're going to go the other avenues, which once again, that's being you know innovative and, and and looking at where there's gaps, because there are people that that all their collection is slowly at the bottom, is is solely at the bottom, and then there's those that go for the high end stuff, and of course there's people in the middle. So in order to get the money from everyone, you have to have an offering across the board. Well, especially because I find that uh, the middle-of-the-road stuff caters to almost every walk of collector. Look, me and you are, are guys who will 
drop four four digits on something if need be sometimes. But yet, hey, you just had a, you know, you but just I still had have one. Exactly. Yeah. That's just it. The reality is, it still ends up on our shelves. A lot of that stuff. So, it's it's better for third. And not to mention, I think from a profit standpoint, I think third party, it's better for them to make the effort and put out product that has a bigger price point, a bigger number and target that audience than it is to make smaller stuff. Granted, you know, the flip side of it is it's cheaper to make, it's cheaper and everything. But going back to my old rant, if it, the smaller stuff I think is going to become more redundant when, when 3D printers become a thing. Because then we won't need to sit around and wait for a guy to make Toxin or those little head robots when we could kind of almost make them ourselves. When, when you're talking toys that, you know, even that war in the pocket stuff, where when you really count it, there may be 17 pieces or sometimes eight pieces to assemble themselves in molded colors. That's something where we're going to start doing that ourselves in the future or printing it ourselves, at least maybe not doing it ourselves, but at least printing it and getting the files where I, the one thing that I know 3d printing won't go in that direction is us assembling masterpiece toys anytime soon. So uh, yeah. Yeah. But you know, I, I kind of want to, I think it's kind of a general consensus that, um, yes, there are ways that third party does hurt, uh, the official product. Um, you know, it is still, no matter how you cut it, there's still taking a little chunk out of the pie from the official, uh, product. However, at the same time, I think they're more than helping the official product because, um, like, like it's been mentioned before, even Rick, he said, whenever he worked there, uh, you know, a lot of times they looked at it from the point of, hey, this is free research and development for us. We spent zero time and zero effort putting the uh, putting that product out, and we're seeing seeing how uh, how hot the fans are uh, are after it. You know, maybe we should we should consider doing something like that ourselves. You know, well, I, he th <laughs> those aren't his words, but but you know, you know that that's how they can, that's one of the one of the ways they can look at it. Yeah, but, but you know what that rides on? It, it really does. If you stop and think about it, okay, if I'm going to let my competition put out a product and I'm going to gauge the interest of my target upon what they do with my competitor, uh, that's flawed. Yeah, it is flawed because especially if there is success, then you just lost, you lost success. Money. Yeah, well, no, but, well, not if you can but do it better. Me, and cheap. Wait, wait a minute. Let me well, let me finish though. Well, better is still subjective when it comes to say the combiner war stuff. But you know, but anyways, we'll get into that after. Continue, Brett. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Lost my train of thought here for a second. Uh, okay, so that's okay. Um, <laughs> I still want to change gears. Just uh, just kind of wrap this up though. Okay, but but what it comes down to is that if, if you are basing everything upon the fact that your competitor is putting something out and you're going to put it out based upon their success. It also means that they're they're really really hoping on the fickleness of us as consumers, and I think that's where we have a problem as collectors. Well, we're very fickle. I don't think uh, if, it's if we, so much. Well, I mean, if we if we would wait until the whole buffet is out to pick what we want, as opposed to as soon as we go to the beginning and we grab this and we grab this, and then all of a sudden, by the time you get to the end where the nice dessert is, your plate's full. You're full, exactly. And you can't and, get and, it. That's that's the fickleness. And but unfortunately, we are all that way to some degree. We are, and so we are our own worst enemies in that. I don't way. know. I feel like I've 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 literally written the book on like waiting. Like that's that's it's just in it's this not, hop, but, but it's it, not just waiting. It's just you know my problem you're fickle, with... you're fickle on which one you want, how you display it and everything. It's just yeah. different 
different levels. How's you? My problem is, is the things that I wait on. When I wait on them, I'll wind up having to pay two or three times the price. I'm telling you, <laughs> if you wait long enough, yeah, you're gonna find it cheaper. I, I don't. I'm and telling I, you, and what, I, what Daniel said is true. Anything that's first released, that's especially now. Now, vintage yeah. stuff, I could, I could, I could go round and round with you about. Yeah, if it's a good price, buy it now because it's going to go up. This stuff, this stuff, it's in such mass quantities. Wait, because we are so fickle. Someone's, someone's so fickle, they're going to get rid of it cheaper. You're and gonna I've find- said this so many times. I've argued with people to their face at conventions. I said, and if you want it so much, and it's so important to you, it's worth it to wait. And if you say, well, I don't want to wait, then it's not worth it. Then, then trust me, you're better off moving on to something else because it, it always pays off to wait on your wallet. And the thing is, too, if you wait, it's not like you wait and you go, well, I'm going to wait and I'm not going to end up buying this. Trust me, there's so much other stuff in this hobby to buy that you could put that money into a better, a, a smarter purchase. You go, okay, I'm going to wait on this third-party masterpiece toy and I'll put money into stuff that's more of a guaranteed purchase, like maybe like – cheaper loose deluxe figures or something you know like there's there's always you can move the money around in this hobby so much easily and safely where if you flip side it you know go okay instead of waiting to buy that masterpiece third party and and not buying those cheap deluxes instead you bought that masterpiece third party time passes that masterpiece third party goes through the ground you lost money but yet you're still spending the same amount of money on those loose figures so sometimes it's better to move around the money in different areas and that's why waiting i feel like i said 95 percent of the time it pays off to wait those few rare exceptions i gotta be i gotta be honest two of my fans toys donald bots that i have i got them in box but they were uh owned by previously by another collector and i got them for at least 50 at least 50 bucks less than the original retail well, that's the whole point it's always like that it's it's uh, i almost challenge people now Name one third-party toy that has increased in value to the point that waiting was the stupid idea. One. Ooh. Now, it's it, there was at different points in the past. There was in 2013. So, but now, right now, with the new game, the new crew, the new everything, what is what exists right now on that plane? There Ooh. isn't. And, 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 they're, 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 and you know what? There probably is one. But I guarantee that one or two, they're probably very recent releases. They'll be like, yeah, well, this went up like, you know, 50 bucks since it first came out. Yeah, but maybe it's only six months old and the hype is there. You know, like it's it's really, you know, unless it's like a collector's item, you know, TFCon, one of 15 made, you know, like this or that. You know, yeah, maybe that's a different, that's a little different animal. That's like a rare exclusive thingy. But when you're talking like a lot of the mass produced third party stuff, none of that. None of that. Well, it's, it's, but but I can tell you that the main reason why the, the the items that would go up in value and stay up in value are because of distribution. Yeah, numbers. Because they the, the numbers aren't, aren't there. Yeah. Which if they still have them, of course they do. They'll make more. Which means you're not you can't base it on that because at any point they could re-release it. And the beautiful thing with third party because they're they're not an official company because they don't have a set of rules. If there's money to be made, they will do it. Like you were mentioning before with, with Quake Wave, they did a first run. It yep. sold out. People started scalping it like, no, tomorrow, 500, this and that. And then obviously the company went, hey, why are we going to let them make the money? Let's do another wave. And they will do another. 
City Commander, I think, has been reissued like three times already officially from Fans Project. Not to mention the bootlegs of City Commander. Like, if the money is there, third party will go in that direction. They will obviously go in that direction. They will keep doing it. Where Hasbro, you know, you'll get like, oh, this will get a run. And then when that wave is done, they'll maybe they'll revisit it down the line. They'll give it a new repaint or something, or it'll be packaged in a two-pack where it maintains that color scheme. But Hasbro's less inclined to do that. I mean, I think the only examples I can think of is like, oh, hey, an MP Optimus Prime, MP10 comes out. And then you get a reissue of it, and it comes with a little something extra. Then they'll do a Asia release of it, and it'll come with a little well, something extra. But, but, but the, the thing with uh, with Hasbro is, is that they're constantly changing. So yeah, I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you a, give you a, well, a example of the uh, the Black Unicron. Um, they they could do it again, and it would sell because right now it sells for more than it did originally because it's so hard to get the yeah. black repaint. Um, but that's also because that series, they moved away from it. They moved on. So yep. they're not going to reissue it. They're not going to, you know, it's very unlikely that they would. I won't say no. Well, I always find. But, but you see I what I'm saying? They're always going forward. I find in general when it comes to, and I don't want to like get onto this topic too much, but when I find when it comes to larger Transformer toys, with the exception of, say, like King Starscream, um, a lot of them usually increase in value. All those large movie toys, those leader classes, because, but the primary reason for that, more than anything, was because case of deluxes, case of eight, case of leader class, case of two. You know, so yeah. less out there. That Unicron you were saying, case of one. You right. know, so that, and I, I assume you're referring to Unicron from Energon, the black one, right? Correct. That the one? Yeah. So, like, you know, that one, case of one, first wave, when that was done, that was done. Where how many infernos are kicking around from that first wave? How many oh uh, hot shots? How many yep. how many tread tread shot? Uh, who else was in that wave? Uh, tread shot. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but the point yeah. being, there's so many of those guys kicking around. Demand aside, there's also the demand where maybe they're not so keen on on Energon toys. But the point is, there's a lot more of those kicking around per case. Where that Unicron, there might have been maybe two on a shelf in that well, initial wave. And that was well, it. I mean, I can, I can think of a, of a few of them, you know, and, and like like the uh, the Amazon Unicron. That mm-hmm. one still goes for good bucks. But you're still talking about one that's been reissued. If you talk about the original release, then you have the black release. Then you have the Unicron release. And then you even had a Japanese Not counting the, not counting the lucky draw. Not counting the no, lucky no, draw. We're, we're, we're going to count production pieces. Uh, so full then product, you full production. the 2010 Takara one that they did? Right, the one with the uh, black box. Yeah, the black box, which uh, complemented the, goes the for, That thing goes for big money, too. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's at least four different releases of it. So, and, and you know as well as I do that they're, they're the kings on repaints. I mean, come on yeah. now. Why make one when you can make two or three and make as yeah. much money? And, and of, of course, the third-party uh, companies have done the same. You know, they've, they've done the same. Well, every third-party uh, company is not going to waste the engineering. Of course not, right. especially when when you're talking a small business where there's more to lose and 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 but just as much to gain if you're smart with it. Of course they're going to go through. <laughs> well, and I agree with what you guys were were alluding to before when you're talking about third party companies that were, uh, you know, not doing so well or they're they're doing well. It, it's all relative. It's like you were saying when you have you have a company that has you know, I don't know, I don't thousands. I'm sure there's more thousands, thousands employees. And, and they're doing everything across from My Little Pony to Barbie to whatever. I guess Barbie's Mattel. But you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. it, it, many, many brands. One little brand is not going to make a big difference. When you have a, a toy like, I don't know, Make Toys or whatever that has 
maybe hundred employees, maybe hundreds, if not that, thousands. If that, we're probably. But, but you probably, know what I'm saying. Yeah. I think I'm giving them more credit, but still, when they yeah. make more money, that's more money per person. So I would say yes. You can't really. It's apples and oranges. You can't say, well, they're not doing so well because they're not making as much money as Hasbro. Well, come on, God, there's a lot more people involved in Hasbro than there are this company. So the money goes around more. So yep. I, I don't think – I think that's a, a that's not a fair statement to say not that. Fair when, yeah, it's not. It's not. Well, my, uh, my thing was is that not necessarily, okay, you know, that, let's let them have the limelight on that. I think it gives them research and development, uh, free research and development from the standpoint of – you know, because letting third party do what it does best and release items that are uh, not necessarily things that Hasbro has even 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 thought about releasing. I mean, we've seen third party uh, offerings from uh, from different third parties that are just like, wow, never saw that one coming. You know, and there's really too many to uh, to, uh, to list uh, specifically. But if you collect third party in any way, shape, or form, I'm sure you can think of one right off the top of your head. However, uh, I'm, I want to get changing gears here uh, like I wanted to a while ago um, and focus away from uh, not specifically third party, but Transformers as a franchise themselves. Uh, another part of what I've been thinking about lately is... And I'll and I'll be I'll be upfront and honest with you guys. I have been with the glut of products that have come out that is right down my alley over the last couple to three years. Couple that with the increasing awesomeness of third party releases. I am starting to feel a massive burnout. I I, I mean I, I can't I can't state how much of a burnout I have felt. I mean, that's not to say that, you know, I'm losing interest in Transformers, I want to get out, nothing like that. It's just that, you know, there's so much out there I I see and I want every day, and, 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 you know, waiting on it and everything is one option. Uh, But then there's also the option of, do I ever want it? You know, it's like, I'm getting to the point now and I guess uh, maybe it's just me getting older. At, I'm all, I'm getting to the point now where I'm I'm actually starting to guess. Uh, you know, do I really want that figure so much that that I'll go spend several hundred dollars on it? You know, I could take that several hundred dollars and go and put it toward a, a trip that I want to go on. You know, or, or or you know, a nice ring for my girlfriend or something. You know, and it's it's not one of those things. You know, it's it's like what I said earlier. You know, it's like spend $150, $200 on something new for my truck or spend $150 on a new Masterpiece toy. You know, and, and you know, if you budget right, sometimes you can do both. But depending on what your income level is, sometimes it's just really difficult to do that. You know, and I, I really don't want to quit. But at the same time, I just... I just want to throw up my hands sometimes and say, screw it, you know. Uh, And then it got me to thinking, what exactly is it that keeps me coming back 
to Transformers? Is it the, uh, the nostalgia factor? Is it that they're cool? Uh, you know, what is it? What What is it? And I'll be honest, I can't really put my finger on it. You know, part of it is nostalgia. Part of it, part of it is that they're cool. But neither one of those are the exclusive reason that keeps me coming back and saying, you know, Transformers is my thing. What is it for you guys? Can you guys do it? I think I can. <laughs> Wait, I mean, you're um, asking me. You're asking me why well, why I, I collect. I mean, uh, why do you collect? What What is it about Transformers that makes you want to keep going and get and, you know and you know? Uh, I mean, the lore is 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 something else that's that's near and dear to my my heart. Uh, you know, I'm a cartoon fanatic. You know, I, I love the original cartoon. As cheesy and as badly animated as it was. I love it. That's my canon. You know, and that uh, that leads me into a, a possible idea for another episode is what is your canon? You know, some people exclusively comic, some mix comic and cartoon. Me, I'm I'm almost exclusively cartoon. You know, uh, if it happened in a cartoon or if it was a character in a cartoon, I, I you know, I like that. But um, what the thing is is what exactly is it that makes you want to collect? You know, that, well, that you... I'm, I used to be. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to go into all that. I mean, I used to be a completist and tried to get all of them, this, that, and the other, and I don't do that. Um, I think, I think if right now it's it's getting a point in the collection where I know it's finished. Uh, there's a lot of there's still some vintage stuff I want to get. Um, some stuff that I have that's not good enough that I want to uh, replace. Um, but I think if once I got all the characters I wanted in what I considered to be the perfect form, which currently seems to be masterpiece scale, I think I'd be done. I would. I think I'd be done. So, yeah. I mean, why do I collect now? I don't think I'm at that point yet. I mean, what drives you to collect, though? What What exactly is it? You know, I mean, why, I don't, I don't why, why do you want? It's not 100% nostalgia. It's, I'd say eighty percent nostalgia, twenty percent for wanting to complete in my mind the collection. I mean, uh, and and I think the root of it is, for example, and I'm going to use the fans' toys Omega Supreme. You know, I look at it, and you know, if I truly, truly want that toy, and I do, somehow I'm I, I'm going to find a way to make it happen. You know. I know uh, Heath uh, Hanton there said it's why you should have a, uh, a hobby is something you, sh- you can afford. Obviously, I have toys. You know, I have a lot. I have a roof over my head. You know, it's not putting me out of house and home. Uh, but it's, uh, I'm, I'm talking about something that uh, not necessarily hurting me from a financial standpoint, even though it does cut into money that I want to do something else with. But I'm talking about the joy, you know, it's, it's starting to hurt my joy of uh, enjoyment of other things in my life, you know, uh, not necessarily, you know, because of pressure that uh, somebody else is putting on me, you know, uh, and, and sounds like the pressure you're putting on yourself. Well, a lot of it, and and I'll, I'll, I'll even say like this podcast, as much as I love doing this podcast, there are times that I, 
I want to do something else, you know. Uh, but I also love doing this. Don't get me wrong. I love doing this podcast. You know, I love uh, putting something out there for the fans to enjoy uh, and, um, you know, get something from. Especially uh, younger collectors. You know, I mean, older collectors like a lot of us, you know, that's here on the show, um, they, they hear the podcast and see the podcast. And they're like, yeah, I've thought that, or I hadn't thought of it in quite that way. New fans are getting uh, out of the podcast things that they may have never known uh, or had not even considered. You know, and and I, and I love providing that service uh, and entertainment for the fans. So don't get me wrong in that. You know, don't don't think that I I'm I'm wanting to stop doing this podcast. It's that's not what I'm saying, but. What I'm saying is that, you know, you know, it's like before, you know, up until about 45 minutes before the show, I was spending time with my with my girlfriend, and you know, if if I hadn't had to do this show, you know, we could have spent more time together. That's not saying that it would have been productive time. Most likely, it would have just been sitting watching television and BSing, but you know. It, it makes me think, you know, if if I wasn't doing this hobby and if I uh, wasn't doing the show, you know, what else could I be doing? And it, uh, and maybe it's just I'm getting to that point in my life where I'm starting to look at these things. And um, and it, it, I have asked the question, what is it that keeps me coming back to Transformers? Why is it so important to me? You know, I, and I know a lot of it is nostalgia, and a lot of it is that it reminds me of an important uh simpler time in my life when things were were happier uh, and I love that that I keep it as that base uh, for my life but you know it, it's it's just what is it that keeps you coming back Daniel you said you could you could pinpoint it exactly oh man um, I freaking without having to swear I freaking love transformers um i i don't even know where to begin um i think that's not with uh, notwithstanding that we're here but <laughs> but no but it's 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 for me i love every aspect of it i love the engineering of it um and that's what keeps coming me back uh to give an example of engineering that keeps coming me back picked up uh, the combiner force stuff that recently came out and Finding enjoyment out of a new twist, a new idea, a new concept, a crash combiner's gimmick with the flip out, you know, and and enjoying it. I'm a mechanic, so my brain is a little wired differently for that. So I really enjoy stuff like that. Um, I love the fiction and every iteration that comes afterwards. Sometimes it's not that great than the previous one from a year before, but sometimes they really knock it out of the park. If you're someone who's enjoying the comics right now. You know, or as opposed, you know, like the comics right now are really good. The show right now with our idea is kind of eh, it's it's not the it's not as great as what we got before, but you know what I mean? Like I still enjoy it. There's still something I march forward and enjoy. I love the video games that we're getting of it, the cell phone games that we get of it, you know, the 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 console games. I loved Devastation when it came out, you know. Which um, I still haven't finished. <laughs> but 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 well, 
uh, to, to go to you before I go back to me, with you, it's more – it's the two key things that I say what makes everyone stop collecting or start reconsidering things, and it's money and time. And money is time, and time is money, and those two work together like crazy. And for you, it's time because well, you also mentioned money, but time is a thing where it's like every moment that you will spend and, – and I'm not just saying working on the podcast. Money buys you the toy toy then buys its time for you to focus on it, to open it up, to play with it, to mess with it. Too much product, too much purchases, money lost. Too much stuff to mess with, lost time. Oh my god, if you if you were right now, Duran, you have four deluxes in front of you, mint in package, you just spent $80, mind you, that's Canadian prices, but $75, $60 on four deluxes from, from the shelf. To open all of those, to mess with them, to enjoy them, might be upwards of an hour, maybe two hours. You never know. And that's two hours that it sounds like, in your case, is might be better spent with your girlfriend watching Netflix, going out to eat, traveling. Netflix you know, and chilling. Netflix and chill. <laughs> follow, you know, yeah. making out to Iron Fist or Fist yeah. Iron. Anyways, yeah. point being, um, the, it's just uh, – um, it, it, it gets to a point where with, with certain people, it's time and money that kind of is what gets into that. But with me, I'm, I'm very lucky that I have time. I work. I have people in my life. I have time. And I, I, no matter what has ever happened in my life on a, on a social level, on a financial level, on, on a, uh, a you know, relationship level, I've always made time for Transformers because – there's so much of it I enjoy, and it's important to me that I make time for it. People make time for things that are important for them. I always feel that there's no such thing as procrastination. There's only the what is important to you and you making time for it. People go, oh, I procrastinate something. No, nah, it's more because you want to do what you want to do. There's what's important to you, and then there's what's expected of you. And so in the case of Travers, I love it. I love it to death. I buy like, you know, just again, like I bought just last week, I was buying some of the newest stuff that was out and opening up and enjoying it. I mean, I do YouTube videos, so I, I enjoy it. And I like talking about it in front of a camera and, and giving my opinion too. But I, I deep down love Transformers and what keeps bringing me back is without sounding cliche, it constantly changes and evolves this line and it constantly it transforms. It's not it, yeah, well, that's why I said I don't want to be cliche and throw that out there, but it's constantly always doing something new. And and because it's such a huge property, it's like if I feel like, you know, getting some G1 in me, I go to my masterpiece and I get my fix or whatever Titan Returns is doing. If I want to get some Beast Wars fix, again, masterpiece is now starting to give me some of that. You might get a Creo that's going to give me a Cheetor. You know, like it's I always feel that any kind of way that I want to enjoy this product, I'm able to enjoy it. And even if it's a financial thing, let's say I didn't have any money, I could still enjoy the cartoons. If I'm smart with going online, I could still enjoy the comics. If I don't, I don't want to make the suggestion, but if I'm smart and go online, you know, like if, if, if toys were so important for me to purchase, and let me tell you something, back in the day when I used to work at fast food like a decade and a half ago, every paycheck when I was making crap money, Working at Burger King, every paycheck, 100% of it 
went to transfer. It, it went to the Energon line, and it's sad when you think about. It. I would get my paycheck, and I'd look down it, and it was four hundred dollars for two weeks of work, and that's terrible. But then I'd turn around, go to Walmart, and drop it on a on a, a ultra class Scorponok from Energon, and like just before I knew it, that whole paycheck was gone. But you know what? I didn't regret it because I enjoyed it and I loved it, and I opened up that toy, and it, I mean, it's right there today. That's the exact Scorponok right there. You know that I bought like that decade and a half ago. Well, not a decade and a half ago, but like you know, like I don't know, eight, eight years ago, nine years ago, or something like that. Point being is that, um, yeah, it was more than a decade ago. Anyways, point being is time, uh, time, yeah. <laughs> time, but it's like I love it. I love it, and I always make the time for it. Same way, how like the podcast today ran a little late. Apologize to the users, uh, to the listeners, and everything because I was out. I was out, I was doing stuff, social life, but then I made my time. Saturday night, whoop, there's that 9 o'clock allocation, got to fit it to talk about Transformers because I love it. And that's always been the thing with me. I, I love it to death. I look around this room and, you know, like, there's so much that I still have to get. It, it'll never end. It'll never end. And not to mention the stuff that I need to get, but the stuff that I'm yet to discover that I know exists, but, like give you an example i'm going to be buying from duron a battle unicorn i've never had one i've, I've never, never transformed one, one. i've, <laughs> I've never, owned it twice he owns it i'm going to be buying it from duron i've never owned a battle unicorn from beast machines toy was on the shelves just never got a chance to get it and when i'm going to get it i'm going to be able to experience it for the first time to understand that engineering to see what i missed out and that's a character in a toy that just has been around forever and yet I never got to experience it. So it's that's I that's always the excitement for me and it's always been like that with Transformers. Always it's just to, to, to discover and experience as of every time I buy a combiner and see the new twists and turns and and for me to look at something and go, "Oh, that's different." You know, that's what keeps bringing me back is is the unexpected, the more than meets the eye again with the clichés, but it's true. That's what it is. It's in the tagline for a reason, you know? Yeah, I think, you know, now that you mention it, you know, that that probably is because, like I said, you know, I've been asking myself, what what exactly is it that keeps me coming back personally uh, to the line? What keeps me wanting to buy these toys? And, you know, every time I open up my web browser, whether it be on my phone or my computer uh, and and my eyes are like, I want all the things, you know, Um uh, what is it? And my cat may turn my computer off here. He's stepping on my power cord. Uh, you know what is it? And I and I think ultimately it is the fact that I you know it's why we do this podcast. It's why I started this podcast now. <laughs> um, uh, you know, uh, seven and a half years ago. You know, um, you know it's why. Why do I have? lighted glass cases with full of toys you know why do i have insignias you know why do i have uh, screensavers on my phone my ringtones on my phone uh posters in my uh in my home uh you know my girlfriend has uh, now has insignias on her car i have insignias on my truck what is it that keeps me coming back and the only thing i can answer and, and I, I think you put it uh put it just right is I, I love transformers i just love well, it I, I will say this much i don't um, want to stop and that's that's my well, that's my dilemma but, but but here's the difference when you said why do you collect 
I told you why I collected. When I'm done collecting, uh, my passion for Transformers is not going to stop. I'm still going to be doing, hopefully we'll still be doing this podcast. Hopefully we'll still be talking about it and it will still be part of my life. Just because you don't collect the toys doesn't mean you're out of the fandom. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you don't love it. It's just a different way of expressing it. So, yeah. it, it, I, to me, that question was two different things. <laughs> and, and Why do I collect is totally different than my love for That was the one thing I left out of my big winded rant is, is the whole community itself. But mm-hmm. I almost feel that in itself, the community is a whole other entity of why people stick around. I've seen people that have really stopped being interested in Transformers and they've maybe moved on to other franchises, whether it be Sentai or or anything of that matter, but yet they still stick around in the fandom because of the people, where I think that it's not Transformers that keeps them around, but just the friends that they made through it. So that's why I kind of left the community exactly. out of it. Exactly. But but Transformers as a whole, it's just... I mean, if, if you remove... You have to understand, before like TFCon was a thing in my life and I was a regular at BACon, it was just me and the toys and, and what was on TV and whatever was on you know Benson Yee's boards and ATT sure. and, and well, all that. The you know, community the, the has grown. But, yeah. but I can tell you so, that another, another aspect of this for me is, is just because I might stop collecting, um, I also run a business, you know, side business, whatever you want to call it. And that's one of the wonderful things about doing that is, is I can still enjoy the toys and get them in, sell them. I'm not collecting them, but for a brief time, I get to enjoy them. Either by just getting them ready or whatever. And if it's something I've never had, I well, get to, to, to play with that. The way the hobby would evolve with the way the hobby evolves for you is because you kind of you kind of transition. Even let's say you had everything in the end, then you transition almost into what would be a trading card collector. Because what's end up happening with you is you end up getting product and then trading and selling. Right. You know? And and no one would ever accuse a card collector of not loving the hobby if you buy and sell. Which happens, right. co- same thing with comic book collectors, you know. No one would ever say, oh, you don't like hockey cards because you buy them and sell them. No, that's almost the name of the game. Of Just it. Transformers, because they're less of a, a small disposable item, like a trading card, it's not as broadly done. I mean, I'm, I'm the same thing as you. I get a lot of stuff in and I sell a lot of stuff too. Mostly in my case, it's more just to, to fund the hobby and keep it going. But Well, but, but it's funny you should say that because uh, it's just something, a little side note to that is is the the stigma of a toy collector is not the same as a baseball card or hockey card collector or, or whatever. But what people don't understand that are not in the community is that we're talking about a commodity also. And, and to, to such a degree, it's not just trading one toy for another. But my buddy traded G.I. Joe toys for a brand new car. So, yeah. It, it was a lot of toys, but yes, he got he got a brand new. I think it was a Ford. Uh, it was whatever the Escape, the one that's lower than the Explorer, smaller. Anyway, um, but he paid for it with toys. So I've paid for three vehicles, not brand new, but I've paid for three vehicles from the sale of toys. No, so. no, no. This this was not for the sale of toys. He literally traded toys for the car. That's interesting. A it brand can be new done. car. What? Yeah. Yeah, the guy had just bought it, and he didn't want it because his wife didn't, couldn't drive it, and he liked Joe's. And That's an interesting... Uh... Wow. <laughs> the, the likelihood of finding somebody that would be willing to do that is... But the point is, is they're out there. 
I want to see mortgage companies like that. You know, down payment eighty thousand or seven Minervas. <laughs> well, think about this: if you go to uh, uh, what is it, the pawn shops or whatever, yeah. they'll take they'll take toys. Well, yeah, but that that that's that's kind of that environment. So. It, it is, but it's still that's, collateral. That's the uh, it's that's still the a commodity. Yeah. So, but that, yeah. and and that's 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 why like I mean again I didn't even want to touch on the the monetary aspects the trading the buying the community. right right because it, that, that's different than what the question I mean I didn't even right. want to touch I didn't even want to touch on the fact of like I mean the opportunities that I've gotten to write stuff to write bios for the toys to write comic books and the opportunities I got with that that's something that was that's a whole other extra entity completely. <coughs> so, right. I mean there's it's well but it's but you, did, you did kind of. Uh, kind of what you did you said about the community and i will say this much if it wasn't for transformers and especially my jump into the 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 selling aspect of it is i would never have met the people that i have that's an entirely entirely separate it is is, but it, it does help motivate the reason why you still collect and why you still love it so it is. It is a portion of it. Well, Absolutely. I mean, whenever whenever I stop and think, you know, I, like I said earlier, I do love the lore about Transformers, but I think the thing I love most about Transformers are the toys themselves. I spend more of my time and and focus on the hobby, on the toy aspect of it, and I guess that's one of the reasons why this this oh, this podcast why this podcast is so uh, toy centric because ultimately absolutely. whenever you talk about transformers that is the core of the brand is the toys if it weren't for the toys it really wouldn't well, be a brand well, yeah yes and no uh, for us it is for some people they're heavily into the comics for some people it's heavily about but the show the, the comics wouldn't exist if it weren't for the toys Oh, I, I, know, I, know, I know what you're saying, but I'm saying just because it's our main aspect doesn't mean yeah. it's everybody's. But, you know, I mean, and what I, and, and like, like uh, uh, Proto Man said, you know, uh, he loves the engineering and everything. I love the designs and stuff. And, uh, and whenever I stop and think, what makes, me, uh, uh, what makes me like the toy so much, you know, and I take such great fascination... Whenever I open up the toy and I transform it, I love looking at the uh, the design of it, the the angles. Uh, and I think, you know, somebody asked may ask me, you know, why do you take pictures of toys? And I'm like, because I like the way they look. Well, yeah, but you're taking two hobbies and putting them together. Yeah, I think to me that's the best of both worlds. Well, you, you love, no, the you argument love the argument could go the transformers. The argument could go to anyone. Why does someone take a picture of a car? Or a model, you know, it's looking at something that is beautiful, and you want to share it in right. all its glory and all its angles right. and all its its one eighty p. You know, is, dig- this is how I view this toy. This is uh, this yeah. Is, you know, it's like why I love doing those little box art things that I do. Is like yeah. Uh, you know, it's like I want to recreate that awesome package art from the eighties. You know, well, that's why you have you have those photos where people do dynamic poses with Transformer toys because Lord knows we've hold the figure and put it in dynamic pose of you know and and imagining that in our mind of that cool you know mm-hmm. ooh, you know shot and then you just want to take a nice photo of that and share that again like you just said probably sums it up very well how you see it through your own eyes and share that with everyone else. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah. I, and I think ultimately, whenever and and a good example of that is back like. 
uh, whenever I first started taking photos, and yeah, once in a while, you know, you may mistransform something other. But sometimes, and we've all do, we all do it with uh, certain figures. Sometimes we'll intentionally mistransform something because we like the way it makes it look. You know, uh, you know, you might make a uh, raise a flap or or lower something other. A good example is the official uh, masterpiece Ultra Magnus. The official way to have that butt flap is down. You know, he's got a butt flap. You know, the top of the cab. But NK Dinobot. Yeah, I <laughs> everyone, always, everyone gives them those claw hands. Yeah, I always uh, f- uh, uh, flip it up. It's uh, it's raised up because you don't see it from straight on, you know. But and everybody's like, you need to lower that lower that 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 flap. It's not correct. To me, it's correct. It's the way I envision that toy. And whenever <laughs> I've it used to annoy the crap out of me whenever uh, whenever I would first started uh, taking photos and I'd share a photo and rather than somebody say, Oh, that's a cool pose. Uh, you know, I like the way that looks. Oh, you mistransformed it here. To me, that was so damn anal and it just annoyed the crap out of me. But I understand there's people out there that that's their thing. They want it officially transformed that way. That's the way it is in the instructions. That's the way it should look. It's the Whatever. grammar police of transformations. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be like this. You know, uh, 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 another good example is whenever I did the box art uh, uh, for uh, com- uh, for P- uh, Power Glide. Somebody said, you didn't tab in his shoulders. I'm like, have you looked at the guy's original box art? Exactly. <laughs> you know, so, you know, it's like there, there may have been a reason I did that, you know. So, <laughs> but... Whenever I, I stop and think, you know, what do, what is it that does keep me coming back? Is is the love of of the of the brand? Um, you know, I mean, I, I still have my my doubts and my questions, and you know, there's always going to be. I want to spend more money on this, and it may and maybe someday down the road, I'll just stop with toys, and I will uh, I will apply that that financial. Uh, drain to something else. It might be an, a vehicle. It might be a house. It might be a trip to to Italy. I, whatever. Right, but the point is, is that you're you're still you're still you're out of the collecting part, but you're still in the game. You're still in the love for it, and you're you mm-hmm. know you're still in the community. Well, so, to give you to give you an example, even if you stopped collecting completely, you probably are still going to catch yourself looking at the latest news of the latest toy releases. Sure. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you and, go. And, and and I told my girlfriend. My my girlfriend was talking to me about this the other day. Well, it's been more than the other day. It's been quite a while ago. But I I flat out told her, you know, there is not a day goes by. I, I would dare say an hour goes by, a waking hour goes by, that I don't think of Transformers at least once. And, you know, a lot of people is like, wow, how sad. You know, if, you, if you're outside, if you're an outside person, they might think, wow, how sad <laughs> that your mind drifts to toys that much a day. You know, 24 times a day at least, you know, sometimes more. But, you know, whenever it's a huge part of my life and has been for so many years, you know, and, and, and it goes back to what Daniel said, you know, time is money and money is time. I invest an enormous amount of time into this hobby. 
No, yeah. Because yeah, I'm sitting here thinking about that too. Because I think about when I go on vacation, and yeah, I can't. I honestly, I know that, that you could say this is sad, but I, I can't think of the vacation in the last ten years that we didn't stop by like a vintage toy shop. Oh, you damn right, comic shop or something. <laughs> well, just you know, out of the way. You well, know, of course, you know I, I, I mean. can't. Are you kidding? I, I, I can't think of one a time we didn't. I'm well, guilty of that. A, a good example. Our friend, and this is—I'll use this example, uh, this uh, this moment to plug our sponsors. CapturePrey.com, great toys, great prices, great service. CapturePrey.com, where you can save even more on domestic orders of $150 or more with free shipping. Uh, uh, Orson is away at a wedding right now uh, for, uh, over the weekend, and I my phone blew up today while I was in town. He's checking out comic shops and toy show, uh, toy stores. You know, look what I found. You know, here's a guy that's away out of town, away from the business for the weekend, going to a wedding. What's he doing? Toy hunting, because that's was, what he loves. You know, you not we, none of us. I, 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 I'm not condemning him or or making fun of him, but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it's a good example of our. I'd lives. be doing the same thing. Uh, you you could put me anywhere in the world. You could drop me in India. You could drop me in well, Japan. It would be a given, but you could drop me in India and Russia, and I'd be like, "Where's the toy store? I want to check it out." You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm, I, I would be guilty of that too. But that's but that's what I love. That's what that's what I love doing with my time. That's something that I I enjoy heavily. Toy, toys in general, not just Transformers, but toys in general is a big part of my life that I enjoy. Well, and, I was I was looking today for the Chaos and Velocitron set my toys r us came up a bust for it but uh another thing i'm looking for right now is i still need that damn uh legendary black lion from uh voltron i've got the other four i'm searching out the black lion and i, I i've seen the others i've got the other four i just need the black lion and it's like every store that we went into i went into with my girlfriend she knew the first place i wanted to go i wanted to go straight for the toy department you know, and that's where we'd go because toys. You know, uh, of course, Transformers was the first place I looked. You know, hey, maybe they might have some some new wave stuff. And never uh, know. Wild uh, card, as I yeah. call it, it's a wild card. You never know. You know, and something can be said about walking into a store and walking down the aisle, and your uh, your eye catch that new package, and you're like, <gasps> you know, <laughs> that's. Well, but that's the hunt, and that's yes. something that's ingrained in every hot-blooded male on the planet is just to track down that thing you're looking for. Well, and, and that's another aspect that's a, that a lot of people love of the hobby. Well, even, the hunt uh, Heath, Heath Hinton mentioned that too. It's the, the, the hunt, the hunt down that exclusive figure. And, yep, yep, there's, that's in all of us. You know, Once you get that, you get your my, – my, my little grail, what I found for the day. And then so sadly you take it. You know, you you love your your new acquisition, and you you know you clean it up, and you set it on the shelf, and then you forget about it. I don't. You're on I don't necessarily forget about it. I, uh, oh, I don't I, forget about some of, I mean. some of them. You, you some know, of them have. The next thing. Some of them have only maybe gotten maybe one or two transformations out of them. But I'll tell you something: if someone took it away out of my shelf, I would not be happy. You know what I mean? If someone told me like, "Oh, I took that," you know, like, oh I, God. I, it, I can tell you right now, if you came in here and you took something from this room, I wouldn't know it. I don't know how many times I bought something and I didn't have it, and I got two of them. 
Oh well, I, I've been guilty. Of I'll, that I'll be. Oh, I'll God. be. Uh, one of the things that I do love doing, and and this is not a, a narcissistic thing or anything like that. But there's times that I'll come home from work, three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. I'll come in here, flip on the light, and I'll stand right here, and I'll just stand there with my arms crossed, looking at my toys. Well, that's it's no different than a guy who has his, his his shiny new car, and after he parks it, he walks away from the car and then turns around and just looks at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're proud of what we've done amassing a humongous collection you have all the right in the world to take a step back and go yeah you're damn freaking right you know and you know like you're allowed to look it's it's again we put our time and money into this i think we're allowed to be proud of it you think so well i'm not saying that uh, that it's built an empire but but it's it's one of the ways it's one of the ways that i i enjoy my collection And, and and not necessarily do i have to pick one up and transform it all the time but you know, uh, talking about holy grails and stuff, you know, there is a way to minimize your cost while getting a holy grail. And uh, that would be through Mega Toy Fan. You can find Mega Toy Fan and maximize your collection while minimizing your costs at megatoyfan.com and at popular toy conventions year round, such as TFCon. You're going to both, Canada and USA? Heck yeah. So, uh, and you were just recently at Columbus Toy Show. Uh, so yep. Met met a couple of our listeners there. Uh, thanks, guys. Love talking to you. Wish there was more time to talk. Yes. Radical. Yes. Oh, sorry. Uh, but, I, yeah, we had a great time. So I Always think, uh, at the sh- toy shows, if you see any of us around, grab us, tell us how much you like, hate the show, whatever. We well, like to hear Hopefully you don't hate it. Hopefully, hopefully, I'll, I'll take criticism as much as uh, compliments. Hopefully, you'll like, share, and subscribe. So, yeah, that too, please. <laughs> um, but uh, also, if you really love us and like to see us continue uh, doing this each week and uh, and each month and each year, um, we do. It does take money to do this. Right down there on the bottom of the screen uh, is a link to it. Well, it's not a clickable link, but it's a link to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash TFYLP. If uh, if you love what we do, you can help support us uh, by uh, giving us a little each month. Um, You know, it can be a little or a lot, whatever you can afford. Um, And it helps us buy new software, upgrade equipment, pay for servers, and that stuff ain't cheap. And, you know, like like I said earlier, you know, uh, for, for many, many years, I was paying for it out of my own pocket. But it's got to the point now where I just can't do it myself. You know, uh, you know, the free options pretty much dried up, and we had to go paid option ways. And 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 this is this is just a chi- uh, sign of the times. You know, uh, the, our format and the way we do things uh, is it's got to be sustainable, and that's the way we do it. Patreon.com slash TFYLP. And we thank everybody that continues to do it each month. Uh, thank you uh, from the bottom of our heart. Uh, I believe that'll wrap us up this week. You guys have any closing thoughts? Mm, uh, <laughs> you go first, Brett. <laughs> I, go, I go first. Um, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Was it Hasbro or third party? It was Hasbro. But Hasbro will only continue to get better 
with third party. Third party will only continue to get better with more third party in Hasbro. So it's 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 a, a paired combination that uh, is only good for the consumer. It's only better for us. Absolutely. So we need them. We need them. Absolutely. We, uh, it's a win-win situation for the fans, regardless of whether or not you agree with third party or not. You know, that's there's something out there. You know, if if Hasbro's not going to do it, somebody needs to. And I'm I, and I think it's a godsend, honestly, for for uh, for us, the fan and collector, uh, to be able to have an option out there. Uh, you know, so uh, and really, it's not our concern. I don't think you know as to whether or not. It's going to hurt Hasbro. I don't. I think if it was going to hurt Hasbro, it would have done it a long time ago, because at this point, third party's been around more than a decade, arguably. You know, uh, it's really come into a prominence uh, in the last decade. And if it was going to hurt Hasbro in a negative sense, it would have done it already. Um, but that aside, we've argued this point to the death, and. Uh, we're about to hit the two-hour mark, so I want to thank each uh, each and every one of you for uh, tuning in this week, and we will see you next time on TFYLP. Good night, everybody. Night. Peace. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lightning, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another... T-F-Y-L-P. <laughs>